Listener Production. Shares. Market. The S&P. The ISX. Stocks. Motley Fool Money. Stock of the Week. G'day Fools, I'm Scott Phillips, the Motley Fools Chief Investment Officer here in Australia and welcome to another Stock of the Week. That's right, it might be the week before Christmas but we are still here and still bringing you our Stock of the Week because we love it, you love it, we want to make sure we deliver you some great value and speaking of which, speaking of value, speaking of great value, I have Motley Fool Analyst Extraordinaire, Kate Lee. How are you Kate? Very well, how are you Scott? I'm very well, thank you for asking. Now, we're going to go through our stock of the week, so I'm going to give my re- usual preamble. The first is, these are buy recommendations right now, not later necessarily. We hope they're long-term buy recommendations, that's the idea, but we reserve the right to change our minds. Secondly, we're long-term investors. None of the opinions, none of the views, none of the recommendations that we share on this platform, either on the podcast, if you're listening to us on podcast, or on YouTube, if you're watching us there, none of these are immediate, short-term, you know, this week, this month, not even this year. We're long-term investors looking at at least three years, preferably five or more. And lastly, we're going to give you general financial advice, not personal advice. Please make sure you understand how these things meet your particular needs, criteria, objectives, risk tolerances, and all that fun stuff. Please keep those things in mind. They are important. Okay, let's move on to this week's company because from the mundane to the pretty exciting, this has got to be one of those businesses that frankly... I don't know, it's, if you look sci-fi, I'm thinking Jetsons, I'm thinking all sorts of good stuff, I'm thinking lots of, uh, lots of exciting ways to be investing our money and technology that is brand new and taking over the world. We're going to talk about a company called Drone Shield. I'm going to guess that those two things are kind of important, drones and shields. I'm going to show that's part of the investment thesis, or at least part of what the company does, but you're the expert, not me. Tell me what Drone Shield does, if you would. Yeah, so as the name suggests, right, so they make counter-drone equipment. Um, so they do both hardware and software, but mostly for now, they sell hardware equipment, um, mostly to militaries, law enforcement uh, bodies um, globally. Mm. They're actually a pioneer in this uh, niche market, and then one of a few companies that offer a full range of products um, and work on a global scale. Mm. So they have a global presence. They are coming out of, uh, you know, in, from Australia, so they are made in Australia and then they, they have a global um, presence, which we like. Uh, as I said, it, its customers are mostly militaries and you know, you could think about like jail system, um, air, airport even. And they sell to 120 different countries, um, strictly to Australia and allies, um, so that they don't deal with, um, you know, um, gray, list, uh, gray or blacklist um, countries. Their main customers are in Australia, um, in the US and the Middle East. Uh, each of these geographies will account for about 20 to 30% of its sales for now. Um, so I think, you know, not the, that's that's what they do. So when we're about drone shield, we're talking about the counter drone technology, as you said. So we know that the old unmanned aerial vehicles or UAVs are a big part of military, but potentially the non-military uses, right? Think about things like terrorism, unfortunately, or even just the, the, the local hacker who decides he wants to try and fly a drone through an airport or across, as you say, a military installation or something else. These bodies want to have the ability to effectively deter or stop one way or the other, a drone from entering their airspace or from getting information or from potentially attacking a target. And that's exactly what Drone Shield does, right? It's that that counter drone technology, try and identify, assess, and again, in theory, one way or the other, uh, stop that drone doing what it wants to otherwise do. Is that roughly right? Yeah, yeah. I was going to actually, I was saving that for uh, my investment case. So we can just move on to that. 
Oh, sorry. Okay. Well, let's get to that then. Let, let's go through the investment thesis. Yeah, um, that's the exact reason why I like about this company. So, as you pointed out, the use cases right. of these um, counter drone technologies can be wide. So you might might have noticed that more people right. are playing with drones these days, or you know, you, you may have heard that some e-commerce mm-hmm. companies are <laughs> utilizing or considering to use drones uh, for delivery in the future. Unfortunately, as you pointed out, um, drones are not just used for good purpose, um, but also to carry out military attacks or to deliver what is not supposed to be delivered um, in places like jail. So as the popularity of um, drones increases, um, so does the risk or security um, concerns from the use of drones. And so does the demand for the equipment um, to protect um, from these drone um, threats is, is also rising. So for now, I mentioned like drone shields' main market is militaries and law enforcement bodies, but you can see this can be easily um, expandable to cover airports, um, commercial operations, um, VIP protections, um, you know, you just name it. There are so many um, different use cases. And also, even within the military space, um, the same technology can be used um, to cover electronic warfare solutions or elsewhere. So you could see there are vast... um, amount of um, use cases that can be expanded um, on the basis of this same technology. Also, if you think about their um, own product mix as well, right? So I mentioned that they're currently focused on the hardware and equipment sales. But if you think about this, um, the amount of the information about these um, drones um, is very important and it's getting more and more important. And then, you know, that need for the platform, you know, based on the artificial intelligence, AI, to collect and utilize all this different information coming from different sources is going to be um, very important. So DroneShield is also um, getting into that soft side of the things. Uh, For now, it's small, but they have launched it. And also uh, one of its recent contracts with a Five Eyes country uh, was this platform um, using the AI to collect the necessary information about drones. So I see um, the expandability is the first uh, reason. So you have a, speaking of huge addressable market opportunities um, out there. And then secondly, uh, I think the company is in the phase where it starts to benefit um, from its multi-year effort to build customer relationships. So if you look back, um, the business was first established in 2014 and it did its IPO in 2016. And then since around 2017, the company has been actively engaged with the Australian and the U.S. governments to build that relationship and then, you know, build that track record. So the revenue and orders we see today are a result of this four to five years of relationship building with key customers. Uh, What I noted from its recent updates is that its portion of repeat orders is increasing and also the size of each order is getting larger. So, for example, in the U.S., it was um, back in 2018 that the U.S. Defense Logistics Agency certified um, this company, Drone Shield. Um, then, over the next few years, um, they made um, you know some small project here and there, amounting to say you know less than a few hundred thousand dollars orders each. And then over time, these contracts grow from new and existing customers. And if you look at the numbers in the first half of FY21, they followed the calendar year, so just um, the last uh, half year, uh, about 40% of each sales came from the US. And then that compares to just 10% in the previous year. So US is obviously a big market and it's one of, you know, the 
I point out that they have a very diversified um, customer base, but I'm very excited that they are making this progress in the U.S., which is a big market. And also, um, one thing to note um, in the U.S. is that there are so many different government bodies, right? So there are federal governments, there are state governments, Air Force, jail system, airports, um, you know, so on and so forth. Uh, so there's uh, still lots of opportunities, even within that U.S. market, to unlock, in my view. Um, back in Homeland in Australia, it's the same story. So following a small contract worth about 0.6 million with the Australian Defense uh, Department of Defense, it landed a 3.8 million dollar deal uh, over two years, um, just a few months ago. Um, that was in the electronic warfare space, and then that contract has a potential to land even bigger, a third um, contract worth about five to ten million dollars mm. in the future. So you see the pattern here, and while the business may look lumpy if you look at from quarter to quarter. On the annual basis, its growth has been clear, um, and I think the trend will likely to continue. And then, thirdly, the last point, you might think that you know when we say like drone, drone shield, or anything with drone or like this new technology, you might think that oh, it's a, you know it's good to hear, but it could be just a pie in the sky. But one thing different for um, drone shield, in my view, is that the company is actually delivering on the numbers. So they have delivered um, in the first half revenue of uh, 6.6 million, and management is guiding for 10.3 million for the full year, and that's up about 90% from last year. And then EBITDA loss has been narrowing over time, and then the company expects it will be nearly break even at about negative 0.2 million uh, for the full year this year. Um, and then for a comparison last year, their loss was 6 million. So you see a trend of the revenue growth, um, order increase, um, cash flow getting better. Um, for the cash flow, um, last year they did 5.4 million. This year they're expecting 14 to 15 million in terms of receipts, cash receipts um, from the customers. So um, obviously the company is using lots of its um, cash flow, cash inflow to build um, sufficient inventory um, for growth. I think it's the right thing to do at this moment with these global supply issues. Longer term, the company is a big big dream uh, for the five years um, and saying that they're going to reach um, the revenue of 100 million to 300 million dollars um, compared to just 10 million they are expecting for the current year. So they have big dreams. Of course, we're going to take these um, long term goals with a, you know, a pinch of salt, obviously. But, you know, you can see um, with, with the first point I mentioned that, you know, that opportunity um, ahead of this company and then its um, position in the global um, seen, I think uh, I'm, I'm very excited about um, the growth potential of this company. Nice, Kat. I really like that. It is it's such a fascinating area. And as you say, the chance that there are going to be more and more and more drones used for a whole lot of different purposes. I think they're delivering pizzas in New Zealand with them. Amazon are trialing them as well. And that's just, the, that's just the commercial stuff, which is even not in Drone Shield's area necessarily, but it goes to show how quickly this technology is evolving and how important something like Drone Shield could be, particularly as you say, niche right now. But, you know, the reality is going to be that military, you know, the military want to use unmanned vehicles where they can because it's less life. Obviously, they're more usable. They're, they're more transportable. You can place, place them in different areas. So it's a it's a really big and growing area that I think is a, is a really attractive one. And if you're the first mover in this space, as you say, with those big dreams, we know that they may not be, um, may not come to pass, of course, as you rightly said. We do have to take them with a grain of salt. But it's, a, it's an important reminder that small businesses that have a good business, good relationships and good addressable market growth really could do particularly well. Mate, before we get into the risks of an investment, and we always should, uh, first quick ad, if you're watching this on YouTube, thank you for doing that. Uh, please do check out our other uh, free stuff 
free media from The Motley Fool. Go to the podcast machine you use most, Apple Podcasts or Google Podcasts or whatever you use, and check out Motley Fool Money. And also check out The Good Oil with Scott Phillips. There are two podcasts you can get for free. Lots and lots of great content, interviews with entrepreneurs, experts, um, executives, plus a whole lot of market commentary and our mailbag questions, which are the most popular. If you've got a question about investing, you want to know something, that's what that podcast is there for. And of course, if you're listening on the podcast, jump on YouTube. Just simply go to YouTube and search The Motley Fool Australia or go to youtube.com slash C slash Fool AU and you'll find us there. Lots of good stuff. We're all over the socials as well. Go and check us out there. Just look for me or look for The Motley Fool. You can find us everywhere. You get good podcasts, good YouTube videos or good social media accounts. Although we're not on TikTok yet, Kate. I haven't, haven't crossed that line yet. Maybe 2022 is the year for that. That's a whole different discussion. Motley Fool Money. For more, subscribe to the free newsletter at fool.com.au forward slash listener. Mate, let's uh, let's cover the risks of an investment in Drone Shield. We always try when we make a recommendation to provide the bull case, provide the reason we like the company, explain well why we think it's worth investing in. But we also make sure that we in ourselves and then we share with our members, uh, we understand the risks of an investment in any company, including Drone Shield. So maybe you can share with us the risks of an investment in Drone Shield right now. Yeah, so I can think of three main risks for this company. First is uh, that the business is contract-based business. So there is a, the lumpiness. Uh, so that's the nature of the business. Um, the company is introducing this um, software subscription model uh, for its platform, but it's very early days. Oh, no. So for the time being, I think it will remain to be lumpy. And second thing, maybe related to the first point, is that it's, a, it's big in the military business, meaning um, the decision-making process could be um, time-taking. And not all the details are, you know, um, publicly available for us um, retail <laughs> investors to yeah. follow. So that may actually present some risk and we don't know what's going on there until they announce the mm-hmm. contracts. And even some contracts, um, they might not be able to um, um, provide all the details. So that's the risk. Um, and then last point is that uh, it's an equipment maker in the main. So the business can be impacted by supply chain issues, chip shortages, um, freight, um, all these issues um, that's going on globally. And um, with, uh, with the you know, pandemic doing, uh, um, depending on the situation of the pandemic, uh, mm-hmm. that disruption could last longer. So that may be a short-term pain. I like that. It's really important to remember that. I guess, as you say, the arms race goes both ways, right? Of course, you want to get growth, but they can't disclose everything. Andrew Leggett was on this uh, this series not long ago with Electro Optic Systems, for those who want to find some other defense stocks to look at. And the same kind of idea. You just simply don't know what they're doing. They can't tell you. Um, we, we joke, you know, I could tell you, but I have to kill you. In this case, that might actually be true for some of these companies. I'm not entirely sure. But suffice it to say, they're just simply not allowed to release some of that information, which means it's just riskier, as you say, Kate, just because we don't have the information. It doesn't make it a riskier business itself. But it means we're kind of investing with our eyes closed a little bit, right? We can't quite see everything that's going on. We don't have the same degree of detail and transparency we might get from another business in a similar industry, but outside the military kind of zone. Pretty fair to say. Yeah, but um, on the on the defensive side, I mean, I mean, if I want to say better things about these companies, that you know, as they grow bigger and then as they mm. become able to um, diversify um, their industries, then these risks could be could be mitigated um, over, over time. I like that. But let's get to our patented 30-second elevator pitch as we go from the first floor to the 31st floor. Give our viewers and listeners the download. You've given a great bull case, you've identified the risks, but in 30 seconds or 60 seconds or so, why should we invest, or consider investing at least, in a company like Drone Shield? 
So I want to point out the share price of Drone Shield hasn't moved much at all at around 18 cents over the last 12 months. But as I, I, I have demonstrated, um, the company, um, from my perspective, uh, is definitely standing at that inflection point. Um, their businesses have been growing very, um, very well over the last 12 years. So, uh, sorry, 12 months. So I definitely see there's a discrepancy between the share price performance uh, and the business performance at the time. At, right now so next time when you see a drone flying in the sky or your neighbors playing with the drones just remember the, the drone related security risks are also increasing at the same time and also remember there's an australian bond company that is benefiting from this whole trend um, on a global scale so that is drone shield Beautiful. I love that, Kate. I love the idea of looking at the neighbor's drone and thinking, I wish I could shoot that down. And thinking, yeah, maybe there's a company who can maybe help me, maybe not help you with that. But they, at least at least you can have some sympathy with the, uh, as you say, with, with the law enforcement agencies and military organisations around the world because uh, they're having the same issue just on a much more important scale. Kate, thank you very much for sharing your thoughts on Drone Shield, a really exciting little company with a potentially really big blue sky future. Plenty of risk to go with it, but that's the nature of investing. Kate and the team think that this is one company that has a much better risk reward than the current share price might indicate. Fools, thank you for sharing time with us. Kate, thank you for sharing your expertise, of course, with our listeners and viewers. To our listeners and viewers, thank you for spending time with us. This is our last stock of the week before Christmas. So, on behalf of Kate, myself, and the whole Motley Fool team, Merry Christmas. We'll see you next time, and Fool on. The Motley Fool and people appearing in this program may have positions in the companies mentioned. General advice only. Please speak to your financial professional to understand how it may pertain to your situation. Subscribe to the free newsletter at fool.com.au forward slash listener. The Motley Fool operates under financial services licence 400691. Listener.